Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, we got a preview show here on my block podcast. Home of the Packers. My host, Mike Wall. Thanks for watching. If you're enjoying, hit that like button, subscribe, and review on our Process to Perform channel on YouTube. Check the On My Block podcast on the Believe Network, or the audio version, wherever you get your podcasts. But again, a lot of tape breakdown here, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're watching this on, or you're listening to this, well, if you're watching on audio, man, you got a magic trick that I don't know about. Check me out, MikeWall68 on X Process to Perform on Twitter. Show, as always, is presented by Bet Online with the NFL playoffs and the NBA season in full swing. Bet Online has you covered with all the up to second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and information on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. So head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's BLAV, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Here's the notes. So I write notes for the show. Here's my notes for the show the opener. Packers head to Levi Stadium, nine and a half dogs. Dash. Niners look really good. That's pretty much it. Packers coming off probably the biggest win in the Matt LaFleur era. Just 48-32 drubbing. Mike McCarthy kept his job. I mean, listen, you don't like to see coaches get fired. Really quick on that. I think it's interesting because there's not a lot of good – there's not 32 quarterbacks in the National Football League that are worth a damn. There's probably less than 20. There's not 32 coaches in the in the National Football League that are worth a damn. There's probably less than 20. So if you're winning 12 games a year, then the question has to become, well, God, there's a lot of people that are happy with 12, but if Jerry's thinking, like, I only count banners and you don't think that you can get a banner with the guy, that whether it's Dak, whether it's – I'm just – this is a generalized question. I get me even more so, but it, not, it's not. It's because of Jerry. Jerry's so involved. Uh, we're on a first-name basis. It's interesting that this, the way that thought process goes because obviously you could pick wrong and you could go down to ten wins. You're not winning. You're not winning the NFC East. You think the Commanders are going to get right? You know they'll get a good coach in there, good a good management staff, and and get right over the next couple <clears throat> years. Certainly the Eagles, Sirianni is another th- a person we could be talking about right now. But if they get back to even what you expect them to be, they're going to be the class of the NFC next year. So you just wonder. Um, you just wonder how that all plays out as far as what what the considerations are. If it was all or nothing, you'd think you'd you think you would get a new coach because it, it's kind of shown that in the playoffs, whatever combination they have right now doesn't work. Not necessarily because of the coach, but the combination center doesn't work. And in I don't know, I think I think that is uh, the whole thing's bizarre to me. But the Packers are coming off that just absolute beating that they gave the Dallas down in Arlington or Dallas Cowboys down in Arlington. And for their efforts, the Packers now play the San Francisco 49ers, class of the NFC, um, absolute favorite to win the Super Bowl or to to go to the, see the Super Bowl, probably gets the, the Ravens or the, the class of the AFC right now. Um, I don't think the Packers care that they're dogs. Uh, this team, just the way, the confidence that they play with, the way they talked about the game before and after last week, the way they carry themselves, uh, you just see you know, from, from a leadership standpoint, you just talk about Jerry Alexander coming off the suspension and then 
going out the first the first play of the first game he came back and just blowing up the the tight end fullback uh and, and then last week you know having the pick could have been a pick six but tackling you know strong tackler throughout the week strong communicator th- or throughout the game strong communicator communicator throughout the game just setting the tone on that side of the ball i just think the ba- the packers have to feel battle tested over the last couple of weeks obviously some huge wins to close the season then they go i mean you don't I'll just tell you from a player's perspective, like it's not easy to go into Dallas and beat the hell out of the Cowboys. Like I know we can talk about they haven't 16. I'm just telling you from a player's perspective, personal experience, it's not easy to go into a Jerry Jones stadium and beat his team. It's 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 a tough ask. It just I don't know if the refs are different. The crowd, I don't know, but it's it's a hard place to win a football game. And they didn't like they didn't beat them. They 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 took their souls, man. It's like they James Harrison, those kids, man. They took their souls. What I love to see as a former Packer is is the level of trust and confidence that the leaders of this team demonstrated in that win. I just talked about Jerry Alexander. Obviously, you talked about the great day of the defensive line hand, winning those individual matchups against a really good Dallas Cowboys offensive line. We talked about it in the beginning. If they go and let them play base, someone's going to lose. Like that center's going to lose more often than not, especially against Slayton or, or, or Kenny. I didn't think Kenny would have that big of a day against the you know, second team All Pro, um, uh, Tryon Smith on the backside of those runs, and, and he as effective as he was even against Zach Martin and and and, and company. But man, they played really, really well. I think in the run game and, and shut a lot of that down. Offensively, like what what more can you say about Aaron Jones? You know, four two hundred yard or twenty. 20 carry, 100-yard-plus rush or games in, in a row, has completely revitalized this offense since since being reinserted back into the lineup from injury. Just sets the tone. The guys up front play different. I'm, you play different. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. When you got a home run hitter in the back, it's a different ball game for those dudes up front. I can't explain it. We would never sit here and admit that we play harder for one guy than the other. That's not what it is. It's a belief. When you believe in something – when you when you believe that a guy can hit a home run, it you perform differently. You don't want to admit it, but it's just how it it's how it goes. Here's the thing about this this game, because the Niners are a well deserved nine and a half point favorite. Football is a game of matchups and momentum, and you know momentum's not real. Yes, it is. It's real if you believe that it's real. Right, because it's we're talking about football and belief. So insert belief from momentum if you want. The Niners have not played a meaningful game since they played the Ravens a couple weeks ago. They like they lost the Ravens. Brock Purdy had four turnovers. I'm gonna watch. We're gonna watch that tape because the rest of the tape's not worth watching. I think it's Commanders not worth watching, and then the Rams game where they didn't play a lot of their starters, at least into the second half. The Packers have been in playoff mode since December. Okay, it would be easy suggested they're the ones with the momentum. They're coming off all these big wins. Like I just said, they feel battle-tested. Um, this Niners team is a different animal, man. Like, you could take all the stats, and you can go to PFF, and you can go to you know some of these, these websites you could look up. Well, Niners are number one in defense, two in defense, three in defense. The Cowboys are number one. You know, this is number two in offense. Cowboys were one. This is different. This group has a core group of dudes that have been around for a couple years. They, they should have been in the Super Bowl last year. They got robbed because their quarterback got hurt in the first series against the Eagles. They were the better football team last year. I mean, you know, the, the Eagles know. Now we all know it. They've got some dudes. So what do they do? They go take the NFC Champions Eagles team, and they pick out their best D tackle. 
right? Javon Hargraves, he won a big free agent deal to come here and make our defensive line, which was already, you know, Eagles are already one and two with the Niners last year. Niners, the Niners have an embarrassment of riches on the defensive line like I've never seen in the National Football League. And I'll, we'll get into it in the in the defensive preview here. But it is like you made the most ridiculous room in the league more ridiculous because that dude is an absolute unit. Shanahan and John Lynch have built this team right. And, you know, realistically, when you're watching this game, the Packers are staring down the barrel at hopefully their future. And you think about how Matt LaFleur intends to, at least offensively, how Matt LaFleur intends to have this football team. You talk about the Niners are stacked with all pros at skill positions. And you're talking about guys that can do a lot of different stuff. They have interchangeable parts that can do so much more than just their job description. Like this team does, is not bound by the traditions of, you know, 1990s, 2000, 2010s playbook football. Defensively, they got the best box seven in the league. Like the bet, the, the six, seven guys are going to play up front best in the league, especially if, if, if uh, Kinlaw comes, Drake comes back. Their secondary's got injuries all over the board. Um, it looks like a lot of their guys are going to play. I'm going to check that right now as we're talking. So we're going to, yeah, Lenore's playing, Ward's playing. Looks like Brown's playing, Gibson's playing. Hafanga's not playing. He's been hurt since week one or week two. Logan Ryan got hurt shortly thereafter. And these guys are still, because of the uh, because of the defensives that they move, the way that they disguise a lot of different zone stuff, they'll go man occasionally. A lot of disguising as far as what covers are going to roll into. There's some opportunities for the Green Bay Packers, but man, this team is really, really good defensively. Um, I think here's probably the stat of the week. There's two things I want to talk about before we get into tape. The stat of the week is that the Niners have a, a plus ten turnover margin. So the Packers are at zero. So that's like middle of the road in the league, right? So that means they've had, you know, whatever, 20 turnovers and, and taking the ball away 20 times. The Niners are plus 10. So that's top five in the league, top seven in the league. That's a big deal. That might come into play this week when the Niners lose, like they lost to the Ravens. Purdy has four turnovers. When they lost to the Vikings, turnovers. Like that's how you beat this team. So keep that in the back of your mind when you're watching and looking for opportunities. Like how can we turn this team over? Because I think the biggest focal point in this game, I said it earlier on Monday on the show, but I'm going to I'm going to uh, revisit it. The quarterback position. You've got two guys in, you know, actually, um, Bosa, I think, just said something very similar to what I echoed what I, what my, my comments on Monday, which were, you've got now two guys, not talking about just Brock or just Jordan, but both these guys playing with offensive geniuses as play callers, talking about Matt and, and, and Shanahan. And they're playing the game like the play caller intended. I think Bosa said something to the effect of, although Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer, he went off script. Jordan's doing what the coach wants him to do. Sometimes that's better for the offense. These guys are playing within the confines of their offense. Now, how they got to this point is different. The Niners had so much veteran talent. Kittle, Debo, they bring in McCaffrey. Obviously, you know, uh, Juszczyk, Trent Williams at the left tackle position, a dominant, dominant player. The op the offense in theory operates when the quarterback is just efficient and gets the ball to their playmakers in space. 
Jordan's coming. So Brock Purdy comes in, super good at anticipating, does a fantastic job, stays within the confines. When he goes outside the confines, problems. Can make every throw in the book. We'll talk about it. Jordan comes in, and now he's become completely in line with the play caller. But what we're seeing now is how well the floor offense should be run. Obviously, the ascension of all that entire wide receiver room, Tucker Craft, Luke Musgrave, he's coming back from injury. And then obviously having Aaron Jones there, but having to get all those pieces together like in one season is probably what's most impressive right now about this Green Bay unit. But like, don't get it. I we talk about all the, the pieces and Aaron Jones. Don't get it twisted. Like, if if Jordan Love is trying to just be himself out there and 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 go off script, and it doesn't work. We saw what that looked like the first half of the season. Not that he was trying to, it's just he didn't have the experience and and and, and the football intelligence. The level that both these guys are playing at, and and the level that um or the 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 frictionless transition between what's going on in the in the play caller's mind and how they're seeing that the same on the field is is masterclass right now. And it'll be interesting to see as these guys grow and get more confident. They they start these coaches can't see everything the players can see. They think they can. They can draw it up, but they don't see everything. Like Peyton Manning ran his own practices, pretty much designed the playbook. I mean, he did everything. You know, Tom Brady had a lot of input. Aaron Rodgers had a lot of input. Those, As you get older, you get more of that. It'll be interesting to see as these guys grow what happens. But right now, you're seeing, like, offensive geniuses, like Mensa kids with the, with, with the uh, iPad going in there, drawing up some stuff, and the coaches have done such a good job of communicating. They're good teachers that the players are seeing exactly how they want them to see it. And that's where their offense is going to run the most efficient in this moment. It's enough of the uh, gratuitous celebration of excellence on both sides of the ball. I'm going to talk about the Niners defense now. 17.5 points per game, good for third in the league. 304, just under yards per game, seventh in the league. Only 89 yards rushing, good for third in the league. This team is good. Niners are elite up front. Every one of their rotation players on the defensive line would start on the other teams. It's, that's really where we're at. And we talk about Chase Young, Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave. I don't know if there's a better starting floor. I don't know if Farrell's going to play. He's been injured. Randy Gregory was starting for uh, for the Broncos. Javon Kinlow's first-round draft pick looks like a freaking nature who starts some of these games. Sebastian Joseph, they can, I, they, they can just all play. They can, I, it, they're, they're very, very good. And then, I mean, you talk about Bosa. Eric Armstead is elite. Eric Armstead is elite. Hardgrave is elite. And then you go back and it's like, if Dre Greenlaw plays, which is okay, he's going to, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, you've got Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith in, in Baltimore, and you got Fred Warner, and you got Dre Greenlaw in, in, in San Francisco, and then you got the entire rest of the league as far as paired linebackers. I think a yeah, guy in Seattle still, Bobby, those guys are really good. But these guys are next-level good. Play speed, 
they're film junkies. The way they can identify uh, identify offensive sets and schemes, they have tips, tells, and tendencies that they know as good as anybody in the National Football League. They just play as fast as they are, and, and I think Warner's one of the fastest field linebackers in the league right now. They play faster because they're so smart. Their processing speed is next level. I mean, I honestly just couldn't be more impressed watching their watching their defense, how those guys move around. Hafanga's uh, like Palomalu's uh, like protege. So you know he's good. So he gets hurt like week one. And the secondary has been playing good enough. They've played a ton of zone. They're going to mix up some man. And there's some opportunities when these guys are moving around as far as when they when they try to show one coverage, drop into another. Or they try to show single, drop into a two. There's opportunities there to catch them. Okay? They try to hide a lot of stuff. If Love, if Jordan Love and company can take advantage of kind of retreating secondary players, guys that they're, they're trying to get to their spots and zone on the move, that's where the opportunities are because they're out of position to make tackles as well. But unlike last week, right, the the the, the Dallas Cowboys defense, you, everybody likes to talk about it. Everybody likes to talk about Dallas Cowboys anyways, but, you know, they talk about how good Micah Parsons is, even though Demarcus Lawrence is a better pass rusher. They like to talk about the takeaways, even though, you know, like you know, the, the, their, their, their first team all pro corner gets found out like halfway through the season. This team has tape to back it up. You watch this tape, you're going, oh, no, these guys are the real deal. They're if you're going to win the game, you're, it's not going to be because of a fluke. It's not going to be because they're not what you see. This team is really, really good. Here's what you got to do. Green Bay Packers, can you hold up against the four-man rush long enough to hit the deeper developing routes? Because they'll sit on some stuff, but the deeper developing routes, it shows on field. We're talking about the deep outs, the crossers, angle, the, um, the digs, and, 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 then, and then some of the fade stuff is open for business. Okay. You have to make the most out of those plays. And then when they start showing blitz, when they start showing those rotations, take the gimme throw, put it in Jaden Reed's head, put it in the guy playmaker's hands and let them run with the football. These guys are aggressive to the football. You show on tape, you miss a couple tackles. Like people see it. The Packers should have confidence that they can make the first man miss and then get downfield first downs. It's not going to be necessarily – Chunk play after chunk play after chunk play. There are chunk plays available, but this is one of those teams where got to be able to establish the run against a, a, a good front. They don't need – they'll put a guy in the box. There'll be seven there. But that's gives Jordan Love and that, and that, that wide receiver crew opportunities to make plays in space. Let's watch some tape. Let's watch some tape. First things first. These guys are top shelf. I just talked. I I just named them all. I mean, they're they're absolutely just a top shelf uh, box seven, and it's how it's where everything starts for them. You just see the speed of Fred Warner, right? Then these guys know how to stack and shed, get off blocks, attack guys in the backfield, super super aggressive. Every, you know this this is. I think I put this on X yesterday. This is just clinic tape, man. When you talk about team tackling. I mean, you can't draw it up better than these guys are doing it. Uh, I just thought this was interesting for, for guys who like watching tape. You don't see this too much anymore. So they smash up against the tight ends. So they're going to play man, smash up against the tight end here. They've got Fred Warner walked up. Greenlaw's kind of roaming around. He's going to be a man against the back as well. And the pressure 
forces you to get rid of the ball. So whether they bring five, whether they they're, they're always got guy, one guy walked up. So they're going to show five, bring four. You got to pick who it is. Show five, show six, bring five. Show five, bring five from somebody else, some from somewhere else. The pressure forces you to get rid of the ball. That's when they like to play man. So if they, if they play man, expect pressure from somewhere. Have to be aware of where that could be. Have answers early. Take the gimme if you got it. Same play here, and we're just showing Bosa. Now he'll switch sides. He'll play both guys. So he'll Zach Thomas, see him, Rasheed Walker, will see him as well. This is uh, Staley. He's considered one of the better guys. And listen, I can pick out any play to make somebody look good, make somebody look bad. Good player. I study him a lot. He played against some of my guys this this year. When he's got that back foot back, right? It's one, two, third step move. There could be a euro step on that second, right? So you see here. One, two, three, and he goes inside move, okay, with the arm over. <laughs> Pressure, get rid of the ball early. New play here, Fred Warner walks up. So they probably got him in the count. He's the most dangerous. They got three to the side, to the, to the left of the center's left, our right. But he's not coming. Who's coming? Other side, okay, so they haven't accounted for. The running back's got to pick up now. Center is kind of not occupied. What happens? The new free agent pickup, Hardrick, ends up getting a sack. We talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago after the Packers lost to the Giants. I forgot who we were going to play next, but we, we talked about hey, you got to be really definitive. Oh, it was Justin Fields. Really definitive about how you're going to play the option game. These guys play like I was talking about. Okay, so you'll watch this. We got Lamar Jackson, obviously kind of a different beast as far as his ability to create in the running game, right? But look how definitive they are. So Bosa comes down. I'm taking the running back. You can hold the ball if you want, but now Fred Warner is going to be on the quarterback. And they run wide enough, depending on where that guy is, that the tackle has a really hard time tracking back. Usually the tackle is going to try to – the tackle is trying to pick out and Lamar could take this thing right down the chute, okay? He ended up handing this play off. This might have been a called a called handoff, but I just want to show you the scheme that they're going to look. So here's it with Greenlaw. So now they got Chase Young inside. At the mesh point, he's going to show, look, I'm tackling the running back, and now you see Greenlaw's coming so tight downhill and fast. Tackle can't get to him. Greenlaw ends up making the play on Jackson. So that's how we're going to see a lot of the Niner stuff if they decide to attack the option they think love, which we've been talking about all year. I think you got to make him a viable run option here in some of these plays to take away half a man. When they do go man, and they are going to show a little bit of pressure, if you can pick it up, or they go, you know, they go single high with a match, there are opportunities in the game. These guys take their athleticism for granted sometimes. Like, this is a wheel route. This is a touchdown. He misses it. Bottom of the screen. I know he throws it over to the flat on, on, on the 20-yard line at the top, but you look at Jones out of the backfield on the wheel. They run the little pick here. This is a touchdown. you got to hit your spots. <laughs> you guys ever seen that movie Can't Get uh, Life? And they got the guy in there. They just call him Can't Get Right. This is just a can't-get-right thing here. I, I've never seen a play like this in my life. So Fred Warner blitzes. Lamar's retreating. And, you know, usually right here you're like, ah, oh, we're good, we're good, we're good. And the damn ref falls over. And they get, I know everybody's seen this play before, but I just, I mean, 
you got to have some pre-snap. I, I guess there's two messages here. Jordan Love's got to have pre-snap answers right now. So when Greenlaw takes off right now, okay, Jordan Love's got to know that Fred's either coming or he's spying, right? Because Greenlaw's taking off for a reason. He's going to the flat. Okay, so nobody's got the middle because it's empty. What does that mean? Okay, I'm going to have pressure. Extra man. We got five man. We got five man coming. Center's got to be able to redirect. So that's a Josh Myers thing more than likely, right? Like in other words, if my eyes are going left, the left leaves, take my eyes to the right. That's got to be a call on the move. This is something Mike Flanagan was really, really good at. And then you see this though. And we've said it before in the show, man, fat man, slow fall alert guys. This is bad news, man. Oh, you hate to see it. Uh, you know, I'm surprised they can't call. I don't know what you call there. I guess you got to call the safety, but good Lord. The play speed of this team is just a little bit different. And so you see up here, they got six up on the line of scrimmage. And I see you see the green arrow. They got the safeties going to come down to the top of the screen on the motion. And so right here at the snap, you you got to feel pretty good if you're running the wide receiver screen. Okay, you got to feel pretty good, but you got to know who to account for. And and the Ravens, I think, made a little bit of a mistake. They were running. Well, okay, to be fair, they were on the wrong page here. So they 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 ran the uh, the fake and go, and, and Lamar decided to throw. <laughs> Lamar decided to throw the uh, the hitch, and instead of throwing the go, looks like they would have been in, in good shape over here. The play speed that these guys attack to the ball, though, regardless, is is incredible. I show this here. This is a different way to pick up the zone look. So what I'm what I'm showing is Greenlaw is going to take. He's actually going to play outside of 27. Seven, 27, you usually say the alley player. Greenlaw is going to turn and sprint away and force the running back to cut back inside to the alley. And he's up by doing that, he's also taking alignment out of the play. You'll see it here. So usually in, the, in this situation, Allie's going to come. Greenlaw's going to fill downhill. They've got that 295-pound fullback slash tight end Ricard. And Greenlaw outruns him. And what that does is it just leaves the alley player open to make plays. Right? So the dude, they'll, they'll attack. My point is they have a couple different ways to attack your zone. You have to be ready for everything. That's why I think sometimes some of the downhill stuff might be better than trying to stretch with these guys. And this is like, this is who's fooling who, right? They're all kind of moving around. What are we doing? Who's on first? And all of a sudden, Lamar runs the uh, the quarterback keep. And it's like, man, we got three on two out here. We got a real problem. And again, play speed, play speed, play speed. So you're not, I think, you know, somebody asked me yesterday, are these guys, um, are they over aggressive? I, I absolutely not. I just think they're like, they're film junkies. They just, they see, they've seen everything. Safety coming down on the motion. And you see number two on the line of scrimmage. Now, this is a different way. A lot of teams wouldn't play it this way. So when you got a, a man coming across on the zone, usually you want this guy to widen. We're talking about two. He stays up and plays the run. They have the safety come down, and he's going to replace outside. And that allows two to come out here and actually just be that extra man that they weren't accounting for in the run game. 
So in other words, everybody, you know, in, in a normal defense, two widens or gets depth when you see that motion because they're running zone here. They just bring the safety, bring him outside, keep two in the running game. Kind of a different way. You have to be prepared for these kind of looks from the San Francisco 49ers. They do business a little bit differently than other teams. So I'm talking about with taking the gimmies. They're, they showed on tape against the Ravens that they'll miss some tackles in space. And, and listen, obviously the Ravens got Zay Flowers, some really good guys, right, Odell. But they bring this guy off the slot, and they don't rotate down fast enough. They're running that four shell up top, which means that they've got – you see just like an umbrella here, four guys across the top here, okay? <clears throat> they bring the guy off the slot. Lamar sees it. Catch one, two, right? Really three players he gets by for an extra 10 yards. Jordan Love has to be able to take the gimmies. If he takes the gimmies, he has an opportunity to get, you know, Jaden Reed and company, those guys, playmakers, wicks, get him in space against these guys. One-on-one -on -one tackling in space is the hardest thing to do from a defensive standpoint in football. Got to be able to break down and make it. I think that we have an advantage there with it, with the quality of wide receiver group we have in that room. You see the adjustment quickly here. So they don't spy Lamar Jackson. And listen, this could be by just by design. They have a couple of plays. They do a couple of plays. They don't. But early in the game, they don't spy Lamar. Everybody's closed down. Decent pocket, but it's time to go. And Fred Warner's, you know, 15 yards back. So they end up running through. Makes, you know, makes chicken salad there. And I just think immediately of, you know, a lot of people don't spy Jordan Love, but you, it's like you watched last game. And when he drifts to the right and he kind of goes horizontal, builds time and flips his hits and makes all those things, like he does it three or four times a game now. And I started thinking, like, they could they could have a spy. Spying Jordan Love wouldn't be the dumbest thing in the world. Given their confidence and their ability to, to just play coverage, it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world for San Francisco 49ers team to try to – and listen, they lose a man here. But the way that he's been able to maneuver in the pocket, it's something that, you know, from a from a Niner standpoint, I thought it might be a viable option. You see Greenlaw here, they're just going to play spy now. And because they play spy, he's got to sit in that pocket. He knows he doesn't have anywhere to go. And it changes his, you know, it changes the way he throws the football. Now they ended up getting a flag on this earlier in the play. But just from a pressure standpoint, again, you're watching tape, what affects the quarterback? I think the San Francisco 49ers might consider doing some spy, some spying on Jordan Love in third down. This is the kind of stuff, and this is what Jordan's been able to do. You buy a little bit of time, and you see the backs sneaking out of the backfield. For now, he's going to go. He went from left to right on from the Ravens' perspective, catches one. And this is what our team's been so good at recently. I think with Jordan escaping out of the right side of that pocket, we talked about it multiple times. When you change the way you pass set and you have those guys kind of bowling at you, it gives him escapability to the right or left. He can keep his shoulder bit sort of square to the line of scrimmage and deliver passes downfield. He's been excellent at it the last couple of games. And now we're just, you know, we talked about testing tape study. And what I mean by that is you got everybody walked up. This looks like cover zero. All of a sudden, you end up in two. Okay, this is what Jordan Love has to be ready for. So again, I'll go back to make this. You look at here, 
Free motion. We got one. We got nine up, and it looks like it looks like the safety back here is really just covering here. It looks like you're in cover zero. You got three over here for your bunch look. As soon as they go in motion, you go from cover zero, and now they're playing like 22, red 22 defense out here, or 22 man, and you got to be ready for it. Yeah, this converts to red 22, and if you're Jordan Love, you got to have answers. And this is the hard part about this defense. It's not just that the front four are really good. It's not just that both linebackers can, can dog. It's not just that they know how to bring their safeties. It's that they'll show they'll show you a, a sellout blitz and they'll drop into too deep. So you got to it's tape study, tape study, tape study. This is where motion really helps the Green Bay Packers. And the thing about it is you can motion here and reset. You just need to get an idea of what's happening, right? I think you'll see from the Packers this week, you might have uh, break the huddle, uh, move two, which is like one guy moves to a new set and then you motion and then you go. Giving Jordan Love as much information as possible. Wouldn't be surprised at all. You see here, they're showing too high. They drop down. And so they're converting to single. And now because of that conversion, you see down at the bottom of the screen, we got a turn and run look. And now that deep out, and this happens a lot on tape, because there's this, it's not that it's panic, but when you're showing two, and maybe you're not comfortable playing four yards off. And now you got all of a sudden, you got your deep third of the field, man, you're going to turn and run. You're not getting beat deep. And so some of this deeper stuff, as they switch from, Showing uh, showing a shell coverage to a single high, or or vice versa. When they when they make these switches, when they bring a safety off the edge and they're playing two behind it, and so that 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 deep player has the slot receiver that we showed earlier. Those are the opportunities. Like these are gimme throws now for Jordan Love. In other words, they're wide open. Even if they're twenty yards downfield, these are some wide open throws. See here again, got the tight end circled. Nothing new under the sun. We saw this play last week, a huge play for Romeo Dobbs. When you get near that hash mark, right, that safety sells as an across, they're going to try to beat you underneath. Stefan Gilmore got beat twice, I think, last week. Every team's running this stuff, turns it, converts it to a sale seven. Big plays available. There are plays available, plays to be made, another missed tackle. So, the Packers are not going to sit here and feel like they can't move the football, okay? But when it gets down to like, hey, it's we call it nut-cutting time, those two linebackers, man, Greenlaw, nope, nowhere. You got to get a hat on a hat if you're going to try to run the football against these guys. They are uncanny at identifying, especially in the run game. Really, really good, fun to watch. It's going to be a fun game, man. I'm excited for this game. You know, the Niners are the team that I almost went to uh, my after my fourth fourth year in Green Bay. I fly out, quick story, and we have time. Steve Mariucci, I fly out to meet Steve. Steve you know, I'm, I'm a California guy. You go to the end of the hallway in the Niners. I go first day guy. I'm like, the, I'm like the big free agent guy, or so I think, right, that for the Niners. First day guy, I walk in. Mariucci's office is on the left. Bill Walsh still has an office in the building. He hasn't coached there in 10 years. 
has office right on the right. So there's like two head coaches' offices or important people's offices at the end of the hallway once once Steve wins built. Going to Steve, talk to Steve, man. I love Steve. I want to play for Steve. I can't wait to go play for Steve. I'm excited. I'm a California kid. I'm play for the 49ers. Big deal, right? Packers didn't seem like they financial stuff, but you know how that was. Business is business. Didn't want to leave Green Bay, but uh, you, you understand what I mean. Steve begrudgingly says to me, well, you got to go talk to Bill now. And I'm going, dude, I'm from California. Talk to Bill Walsh. I'm going to get his autograph. I, I can't wait. Sit down with Bill Walsh. Hey, Bill Walsh. Oh, yeah, Joe Montana. Hey, boy. Yeah. He goes, hey, you know, you're from California. Goes, yeah, Bill Walsh. You're the man, Bill Walsh, you know. And he goes, hey, so you understand how great it is to play for the San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco 49ers. This is unbelievable, Bill Walsh. Yeah, whatever you say, Bill Walsh. He goes, so I think you should take a pay cut. What do you say, Bill Walsh? So Bill Walsh says, you understand that you, this is a, it's a privilege to play here. You, you lost me like 10 seconds ago, Bill. You lost me 10 seconds ago. Turns out I called my agent. We already had a deal done. Bill Walsh blew the deal up because he uh, he was mad. Him and Steve didn't get along very well. Steve really wanted me, so Bill Walsh didn't. Anyways, back with Green Bay. So Niners offense, 29, 28.9 points per game, number two in the league. 398.4 yards per game, number one in the league. Really good. 140.5 yards rushing the game, number three in the league. This team has utilized individual skill sets of their star performers as well as any team I have ever seen. Like, they are not bound by tradition. I said it earlier. They are not bound by the playbook, like traditional playbooks, traditional roles. They put playmakers in places to make plays. It doesn't matter what position you are on the roster. If you can run the ball, you're going to run it. If you can block, you're going to block. If you're going to catch, you're going to catch. They force defenses to declare. Like, you have to have a plan when you play this team. How am I going to count Debo? How does Christian McCaffrey count? Ayuk's out there. Do I want – is he going to be my number one? Is Debo going to be my number one? What What do I do with George Kittle? Use check. Are we going to call him a fullback or a tight end? Does it even matter in our personnel package? Are we going to have – you know, are we going to have nickel? Are we going to have – uh, if they have two tight ends in, are they going to have base? If we have you check in, are we going to call it nickel? How do we do all that stuff? And then they just start taking, oh, where's our mismatch? So Kyle Shanahan does what like players like me love, okay? We try to find the fish. They're just going to go around and go, okay, when we find this, when we find the mismatch that we want, we're just going to exploit the hell out of it until you force it, you know, we're going to force you to do something else, then we're going to exploit that. And it's not always perfect, but there's a reason they're number two in the league in scoring, number one in yards, number three in rushing. Like, they're really, really good at it. Now, Brock Purdy, for all this game management nonsense, this dude is good, man. He can make every throw in the book. 69% completion percentage, 4,280 uh, 4, yards, passing 31 touchdowns, 11 picks. He has a rare, what I would just call a rare level of anticipation for a young quarterback. Like, he sees things before they're happening. He throws the windows. He is really, really good. Like you pause a play and the ball's in the air and there's nobody open. And then you hit it, a play again. The guy makes you the catch on in stride. Really, really good. But let's not get like this game is built around their run game and the different ways they can attack you on the ground. Um, Shanahan didn't invent motion in an offense, but he is a thought leader in the space. Like if they're having a convention on motion offenses, like he's probably the first guy to talk. You watch this group and they just give defenses um, multiple looks every single snap. And because of that, with all the different motions, like the motion stop motion again, you got to contend to communicate every single time these guys move. 
They break the huddle. You got to communicate. They move once. You got to do it again. They motion again. You got to do it right. Oh, snap. Here we go. And they play fast. Takes away a lot of things you can do defensively. A lot of playbooks get pared down when you play the San Francisco 49ers. That's why the Miami Dolphins. That's why the Rams. That's why the Green Bay Packers. That's why they're doing this. Okay. Multiple backs, a ton of 12 and 21. But at the base of it, man, they play old school downhill smash mouth football. They got the most physically dominant offensive lineman since Larry Allen and Trent Williams, right? Like he's not the most perfect technician. He gets beat in pass pro every once in a while. But as far as dudes going like, I don't want that dude to blow me up on tape. That he's, he's the closest thing I've seen to Larry Allen. He's not, he's not Larry Allen. He's the closest thing I've seen. He's unbelievable. Um, I really like Jake Brendel at the center position, but I'm, I'm going to say this now. I don't think the San Francisco 49ers offensive line all the way across the board is this like dominant offensive line. I think that George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk make them a dominant run game. Trent Williams makes them a dominant run game. Jake Brendel's a really good center. But there are some real opportunities to attack the right side of this offensive line in particular. Like the difference is they got two unicorns, man. George Kittle... Kyle Juszczyk, they can block, they can run routes, they can do, they can line up, they can split, they can line up on the line of scrimmage. They use these guys as uniquely as any two players in the National Football League. They can out leverage any defense because of the ability of those two guys. I'm going to show you a bunch of skill guys on tape, but for me, the offense runs through those two guys. If you can figure out how to over, because they can both block, like Kittle can, Kittle is the best tight end in football. I, I'm a, I'm. You play tight end like Brodkowski plays tight end, like Bubba played tight end, like Chamura played tight end. You can block and you can catch. This guy's the best guy in football at Simon Close. They're most unlike, I, I guess when you watch this tape, I would say about the Niners offense, Juszczyk and George Kittle and probably Trent Williams are the most unlike anybody else you'll see at their at their position in, in, in the league. So I can find you another McCaffrey I can find you another Debo. I can find you another Brock Purdy. Those three guys are as different or as superior to anybody else in their peer group in the league as uh, that you're you're going to find, right? You and probably, really in particular, Kittle and Yushik. They are special, special players. Let's tape them up real quick. I said it before. Like, meet your future, guys. I mean, this is this is it. You look at this team, and it's like. Okay, you got the best player at his position, McCaffrey. Best player at his position, Kittle. Unicorn, Debo Samuel. Top 10 player, Ayuk. Use checks over on the sidelines right now. This kid, probably at uh, top 12 quarter. I mean, he could sling it. So they just got dudes like Dave, John Lynch. You know, John Lynch goes off the booth and, and co- becomes the Niners GM. Everyone's saying, I'm thinking like, oh, shit, do we have another Matt Millen? You know, ruins the Detroit Lions for 30 years. Dude, this, he's done a great – him and Shannon have done such a good job. Unbelievable. This is a second or first third down of the game against the Ravens. You know, tight end casually takes it 70 yards. And they're just they're a really, really good football team. I have a couple of these things uh, kind of missed around here. And you see what they do as far as creating space. Let me go back to the snap here. So you see the top of the screen. Got outside leverage, off coverage there. They go motion immediately. What does that do? That draws those linebackers because they run this lead play with use check. So now you've got McCaffrey split out to the bottom of the screen. So he switched released. You got George Kittle in the middle. 
you got to clear out at the bottom of the screen. And now you got that Debo route right over the middle where that, that safety really has to respect the go. Cause he's quite frankly, that guy's beat. And this is where they eat you up, man. Hash those hash marks. They, they feast on those hash marks. Now they can throw it outside as well. No arm strength question with Brock Purdy. You go under center, look at the play action. Linebackers get good depth here, but because of the timing on play action, he can throw this. This is, you know, 15, 20 yard rope outside. Have to be real disciplined with understanding where they are on the field as far as what routes are available to that. Like your mount, a lot of times your route menu is based on the position on the field, top of the numbers, bottom of the numbers, split them, et cetera. Like Packers got to be really aware. Shanahan is meticulous when it comes to how they align. That's why it's so important. So right here, this is George Kittle. He's in a three-point stance. He's clearly away from the left tackle, right? But we're going to call him if we if like we group this on our machine as the coaching staff, they're going to say he's attached, right? So this is a trips look, but they're going to call this something specific because tight end's attached. <clears throat> but what he does by being attached is they run a specific defense, okay? Here's what happens. There's going to be so much space in the middle of the field now because he forces this middle linebacker to widen. So he forces that widen look because he's already a yard wider than he usually is. Then they run underneath and hit this and, and, and hit the little stop route to stop that linebacker. And so all that space that that middle linebacker ran over to stop Kittle with, he just goes right in and another hash mark throw. Like these guys own the hashes. It's nuts. And it's all because pre-snap spacing, obviously what you have to worry about. Now when Purdy gave up, Purdy gave up the bag in this game. And here, listen, if, if you kind of got to guess, right? Because really, this is Kyle Hamilton. He's an all-pro. And for whatever reason, on the top of the screen, they run the under, but they don't run the corner. And so because of that, Hamilton doesn't have to respect really anything out there because he runs right into the, the cover two guy and he floats over and just picks this ball off. So it's almost one of those things where Purdy's not really expecting him to be there. And so when he throws his anticipation throws, it's, it's uh, the Packers have to make sure that they account for everybody on the back end. And if, and, and if, and if uh, you do that, Purdy will sometimes, you know, it's like Peyton Manning. It's like, why'd you throw that ball? Well, the defender's not supposed to be there. He's got a little bit of that to him. Innovative in all ways. And what do I mean by that? So they've got this bunch trips look over here on the left, and they're going to run the outside kind of toss crack, but it's not a toss. It's a handoff because they can do that because they got McCaffrey. So IU comes down and widens the corner and fakes the corner out and then goes and blocks the safety. And looks what it does to that corner. That corner is now 21's down on the numbers, middle of the numbers. Ran himself out of the play. 11 gets up on the safety, and they get another seven yards after contact. It's the little things that this team's doing 
better than a lot of the other teams in the National Football League. That's what makes them so dangerous. It's not like people just want to say, oh, they got the talent, the talent. It's the way they go about their business, man. It's really impressive to watch. They were the first guys to do this. We're doing this now. A lot of people are doing this now. But they, they did really have first mover advantage because they can do so much off of it now. So this isn't the, one of their most effective runs, but you see they'll start in motion and they'll just turn it into that slip. We run that with Tucker and Musgrave before Musgrave got hurt. It's one of our plays. I think we run it with Tucker and Sims now. But there's just too many combinations of what they can do. So they motion back. And like, this is our split foe look. Everybody's got this look, right? It's two by two split flow. Kittle lines up a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. So you know that he's probably not going to go backside now. But now they just run. Instead of split flow, they run an alpha motion. And it happens so fast that they can just hit this thing downhill. So it turns into a play side lead run, really, with check where he's just taking out the end. So it's almost like running like uh like a stutter play or like a, a six-man counter but instead of pulling your guard you're just pulling the fullback from the back side and because he gets to go in motion early you can make this a quick hitter it really helps with their inside guys their inside guys aren't nearly as good as obviously trent williams but they don't do as good a job sustaining blocks a lot of this stuff hits so fast real problems now this is another motion thing first move advantage they've been doing this for so long Look at the leverage when they get here. So McCaffrey's offset to the left. Okay, so if they released everybody right now pre-motion, right, they'd have three to the left. They've got three guys over there, but when they put kill in motion at that speed, motion creates softness, one. Linebacker slow to react, two. And now they got three on three with the running back. So they got a four on three look with three blockers on three defenders. Of course, you get McCaffrey to the second level. It's Gonzo, right? Motion creates softness. So they bring McCaffrey out. He widens that DB. Now, bottom of the screen. And he's able to make this anticipation throw right into the hash again. Another, an, another hash mark throw. And all he they're doing is they're creating some information over here so everybody's communicating ball snap they throw it over there and he knows where to throw pre-snap i think when you start talking about where jordan love's gotten to brock purdy got there really really fast in his career as far as that pre-snap information they do a really good job with it so you talk about the width that the motion created from mccaffrey on the db so they're going to run the underneath here but here's the thing. You can attack that tackle. You can attack that right guard. They collapse the pocket here. Purdy feels pressure. Pressure equals picks. Big play by the by the Ravens. You know, this is one of the reasons they won. This is probably the main reason they won this football game. See here, like we've talked about, find the fish, man. You can go fishing over here on the right side. You know, Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, Alt Wooden, uh, uh, Devontae, uh, Wyatt, uh, all these guys, Brown, they can all rush. Like, you got to feel good about this matchup. This is just a big man hunting, gets in on the arm, makes a play. This is not a unique play to, to the Niners, right? They the, This is one of their kind of areas of opportunity. Here's something else, how to count. 
That's not McCaffrey. He's in motion. What do we do? Have to have a plan. This is why you condense your playbook. The Niners do a great job now. They get one of their guys, and Purdy makes a back shoulder throw here. But, I mean, they get one of their guys out of the backfield, and you got to figure out how you want to play football here. So they end up zoning this off. But think about how much easier the reads are for the quarterback because you have to declare early. Oh, shoot. Debo's in the backfield. May go to zone. Because if he moves, we're, we're screwed. At the base of it, though, this is old school football. Jake Brendel here doing a great job of getting up and closing the door on the backside. Use check leading on the fullback or leading on the, the linebacker. Linebackers these days don't know how to, how to deal with a lead fullback. Like they just don't because they don't have to see it all that often. They don't, not every team has one. There's like six teams that have employ a fullback. The Ravens are one of them. But you got elite level running back here. The work they do downfield trying to block for, for McCaffrey is super impressive. Again, Packers are looking in the mirror. Like this is what this is what the Packers should aspire to be in a couple of years as far as as far as individually development of some of these players. Yet, you know, probably the you know, two of the best in the game at, at, at what they do in a, from a run game standpoint here. The Ravens make a an out route, an outrun here by Patrick Queen to get out to the end of the line of scrimmage. Quick adjustment. Trent Williams knows that guy's going inside. Kittle kicks out. Leg tackle. No thanks. I don't know what I'm doing here. Got to see my hand. Fun stuff. I mean, they're, they're fun to watch. Like you can, you can, uh, you can appreciate on both sides of football what that what that team's trying to do. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Now, matchups and keys to victory. Number one matchup: Jordan Love versus pressure looks. Okay, so when the Niners bring pressure, we talked about it. they play a little softer on the back end. They like to retreat at the snap. If you can identify that, communicate it. Right? Identify, communicate, execute. You got to take the gimme stuff. If he's open, throw it to him. Let him miss. Let him break some tackles. That's number one. Okay. There's injuries in the secondary. Guys are coming back, right? That always kind of affects the way you go into contact, or sometimes affects the way you go into contact or your ability to go into contact. So get that, get the ball in the hands of your playmakers, whether it's the jet sweeps, the reverses, a lot of the tunnel screen stuff you got to feel good about, even though I show them how they attack with some of their. Well, some of the Packers stuff, again, you're watching two offenses that are basically the same, right? They've got a little tweaks and, and pulls here because they have different personnel. Same offense, same scheme, same theory. Yeah, I'm sure they watch every single snap of each other. Number two, Packers defensive play callers. Okay, so we're talking about linebackers. If there's a safety in the back, it's Jonathan Owens or, or Savage that are making calls for that secondary versus the Niners motion looks. Okay, they move as much as anybody. I talked about it before. Because of Debo, you got to sort out who is what position and then make adjustments on movement. You got to be locked in with the game plan. You got to be confident in your calls. If you make mistakes, make them full speed, make them as collectively as a group, and you're going to find success. You get into trouble when you're indecisive and slow against the San Francisco 49ers. Make mistakes full speed, make them as a collective group, make the play, call it, run it. 
indecision kills you against the Niners. Number three, and this is really the battle of the football game. You got to, the, the trenches matchup is real this week. It's real every week in the playoffs. Trenches win football games. Linemen win football games in the postseason. We saw it last week with our defensive line. Same is going to be true this week. Elite unit defensively for the San Francisco 49ers. How's this offense going to hold up against really their four-man rush? You got to identify some pressure looks. Really the four-man rush, they feel like they can get home with four. And then when you add Yushek and Kittle to the mix offensively, that is a unit that's that obviously with McCaffrey running the football, Dewey running the football. That is a unit that you have to be able to stop that running game. You got to keep them honest. You got to keep, you know, take away that play action look, all the key passes, all the stuff they're able to do. You got to make them one dimensional. It's going to be a really, really tough challenge. Are the Packers up for it? If they can win those individual matchups like they did last week, I think there's places across the line that can absolutely do that. Now, keys to victory. Some of you guys might have heard these before because I, I say them on a, a couple shows on Monday. I'm going to say them again. I've actually heard now these this week, so always a little suspicious. Number one, take away the middle of the field. Green Bay Packers got to take away defensively, got to take away the middle of the field. The Niners, Niners absolutely own the hash marks with, with uh, Ayuk, with Debo, with, uh, with, with George Kittle. Need to get good depth from your linebackers in the passing game. So take away those play-action looks. You got to get depth, get get to that level, and then when you check the ball down, rally and tackle, right? Big chunk plays are what the Niners feast on. Packers can't let them happen. They're going to get a ton of those chunk plays in the middle if those linebackers don't get their depth. Number two, just talk about the right side of their offensive line. Collapse that pocket. Now, they could have a couple guys playing right guard. We're not sure yet. Doesn't matter. One way or another, Purdy is really, really good. When you get him off the spot and don't let him go anywhere, that's when can kind of force him into some of these turnovers. That anticipation goes away when you get rattled. Okay, that matchup between Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, or Devontae White. I mean, you pick your poison with the guys inside. 94 versus that right guard versus that right tackle. Rashawn Gary, power rush all game. You don't need to go over the top this week. Don't, need, don't even do it once. Don't need it. Too good. You're too good to do it. It's going to be huge if you can get some pressure on this guy early. Number three, make this another Aaron Jones game. Four games in a row now, 20-plus carries, 100-plus yards. Got to keep the second and third down manageable. This, this Niners pass rush, like, they're really, really good. If they, add, if they add a guy, they're even better. But just Bosa, Hargrave, Armstead. Chase Young's not really that great a pass rush, to be honest with you. He's a great athlete. But those three are, are – they're they're all so, so good. All, all four of them athletic are so, so good running pass. You got to open up the defense for this receiver core. You want them to bring pressure. Jordan Love has been great under pressure over the last couple of weeks. He's great against zone defense. This lines up as a really interesting matchup, right? As long as you can maintain pocket uh, integrity with, with our offensive line versus their defensive line. Like everything lines up with Jordan to have a successful day. This wide receiver core feels good about what they're going to be able to do against the secondary. Can you hold up against their defensive line? I think we might have some fan questions before we get going. We might run a little bit uh, long in this show because it's the playoffs. Yeah, I do. Here we go. More important this game, running game or passing game. Yes, uh, you got to have one to set up the other. Um, I always think it's always 20, 20 carries, 100 yards for, for Aaron Jones. You're going to feel really good about your chances to win. Uh, can the defense keep us in the game? That's the question of the week. You know, I, you show well, – listen, in my opinion – if you can take away the middle of the field, you got a real chance, right? What's going to happen is uh, this this team, like McCaffrey is hard to tackle. You got We've been tackling pretty well. If you can continue that, so it's like 
Tackle when you got to tackle, like you did last week, and then take away the middle of the field. Easy, or simple, but not easy. Simple, but not easy. What do linebackers do? Play downhill. If you want to slow this defense down, play downhill, right? Read your keys, play downhill. Again, everything's got to be full speed. You got to attack the line of scrimmage, just like we've been talking about. Last week, they did a good job of that. You see how much better Quay is when he plays downhill, right? McDuffie's McDuffie. He's going to play that way. Campbell's going to do what he does right now. He's kind of entrenched in, what he does, in, in his style of play. Quay's better when he plays downhill. Whether they got to call it or they're just like, hey, man, you got free reign. You got A-gap. Take A-gap right now. Single most important key to victory. I think I just went through those three. Um, I don't know that anyone's more important than the other. I think defensively taking away the middle of the field is huge. And I think offensively, you know, making this another Aaron Jones game. Uh, Purdy was the best quarterback from pressure this year. How should the Packers approach blitzing, pass rushing? I don't think we need to – I listen, if you get – our star pass rusher to, to bull rush this guy, you're going to get pressure. You're going to get him to get off the spot. I'm just, it, it, that's what's going to happen. Now, if he tries to go upfield again, or, you know, too bad about Eric Bari. I don't know who's going to play that other side. This is a Lucas Van Ness game, not against Trent Williams. Go put him on the other side, let him bull rush the right tackle. Very curious statistically who's better O line, better unit, and your thoughts. Trent Williams makes their O line better, period. Use Chicken Kittle makes, makes their O line. I mean, they're, they're, they're more successful. Because they have three elite, 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 elite players. I told you, they're unicorns. But uh, after that, very, very even. Elgin Jenkins would be the second best player on on, on that offensive line. Um, Zach Tom would be the second or third best player on the offensive line. Like I, The rest of those guys are, you know, I, I really like Jake in the middle. Jake Brendel's a really good player. Um, but the other guys are just guys. You know, I think I think we've got some we've got some guys too. I just you're talking about three Hall of Fame. They have three Hall of Fame players in the run game. What's the best way to neutralize their studs? Uh, would it be crazy to go into empty for five to ten plays? Um, no, it would be crazy to go empty five or ten plays. We'll do it. I don't know, and we do do that. Going empty is not unique to this team at all, uh, and it, it makes things. Sometimes it provides some clarity for the for the quarterback as well. So I think that's not a bad idea because if you want to bring the guy now, you got to really see the differentiation between like I'm on the slot, I'm on I'm I'm off the tackle, right? So it makes it a little bit easier. Uh, we just talked about what's going on with Rashawn. Listen, the, he's a great player who plays hard. I just love I, I just and there's a lot of questions about him actually. Uh, I I would just say. This is a perfect game to power rush. You know, speed to power is going to be work really well. Inside stab, inside rip, arm over, right? You can do your double swipe, but then to convert it to a bull. Uh, difference in linebacker play against the Niners is going to stand out. If I had to guess, how do you deter those linebackers playing loose and fast? You can't. They're they're film junkies, right? You just have to you have to get on them and make blocks. I think that at the point of contact, from a blocking standpoint, you got to be really physical. They do a good job punching, extending, stepping away from their guy. You got to play downhill and physical on these guys. They'll take a block, right? Like, like some team, some guys will just run you over and miss the tackle. These guys are really interested in the tackle, so you just got to hit and stick on them. It's it's a it's a technique thing and it's just a want to thing. Um, it, it's not impossible. I'm not saying that these guys are you know these aren't these guys aren't the the second coming of Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis is a whole different animal, but because the, these guys aren't nearly as big, but they're as they're as good as there are in the National Football League right now. Um, Kittle from going take away the middle of the field. Stacking the box with DOCMC is going to have to, you know, you're going to listen. You're, if your linebackers are going to, they're the quarterback of your defense, right? It is what it is. 
they got it's a tall task, right? Your safeties and your linebackers, like we talk about the defensive line. If they play well, we play well. Okay. But that manifests for most people because that's where your eyes go is the safety and the linebacker. Linebacker probably more so than because it's usually in the center of the screen. They got a tall order this week, man, because you got it, you got to play the run, but you got to get depth. You can't give away the, the hash mark throws behind you. That's the hard part. Can you do that? I, this is, I can't wait for this game. This is going to be a Saturday. This between this and the Baltimore Texans game, man, this is a hell of a weekend. So if I didn't get to your question, I'll try to answer it on, on, uh, online. I don't want to go over too much because, uh, I don't know why I just don't want to go over too much. I hope things are, uh, I hope you guys enjoy this weekend. Packers have a real shot in this game. I don't know if I would have said that a month ago, but they got a real shot in this game. So enjoy it. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.